What's up, y'all? This your girl, Elisa. And I'm Sierra. And we are your cool Christian chicks coming back with that living room talk. Mm-hmm. This time, we are so fortunate to have a few more chairs filled we in do. this living room. Uh, we have some very, very special guests with us today. We do. I have my little brother, Yo. Corey, <laughs> in the building, giving us a little bit of perspective from the, you know, the young crowd. And I got my brother in Christ with us today, our immaculate A&R, Dante. What's up, brother? <laughs> What's up, brother? Y'all like that adjective? My boy, immaculate. <laughs> What's up, y'all? I'm not quite an A&R, but I do do a lot of things in the entertainment business. Okay, well, A&R since you talked about it. Wait, 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 this is made with all kind of hats. This is our executive producer. <laughs> it's our exe- yeah, it is. This is our executive producer. When we're talking about, you know, shout out to Dante. This is who we're talking about. Yes. So, um, it's my boy, Dante, man. Yo, yo. Thanks for thanks for joining us today. Always. <laughs> he is always here. <laughs> <laughs> so, well, we got these men here because I think we have a, a topic where in which men need to be here. Yeah, right? I agree. You know, I want to know, like, at least some... What's up, girl? If if that brother looking good, smelling good enough, mm-hmm. right? If he loved the but Lord, that Savage he one, night, y'all, that Savage. Really, because I like the one by Dolce and Gabbana. Yeah, okay, Savage by good. Dior, though. Yeah, Yo. Okay, they both in the same. Yeah, yeah, okay. yeah, yeah. Gotta smell that, brother. If you wear Savage, please come walk past me. So you know, at least if he looking good, smelling good enough, if he pray at night, if he is a man after God's own heart, would you shoot your shot at a man? Would I shoot my shot at a man? Mm-hmm. Um, I can't say that that is um, my brand of oh. uh, of communication. It is not. Um, I typically don't. That's just that. Mm. Just that's just not something that I usually feel comfortable doing. I mm. guess I'm more of the type of person where I unlock the door, but I won't open it. Mm-hmm. You know, um, for me. I just would rather have, like, a really good conversation that leads to more conversation. So, no, you know, I'm I'm just a little bit more subtle than that. Usually, I've been told that I'm too subtle, you know. But mm-hmm. for me, Very no, subtle. I'm not really, yeah, I'm not really, like, the holla at the dude. Like, like I, don't, I don't got all that game or nothing, you know. I might, you know, joan on you. That's like my brain. <laughs> I might clown you or something like that, you mm. know. And okay, that's weird. But no, I'm not really. I'm not really that that type of person, you know. Um, I could use a little bit more game, no. How about you? <clears throat> I have. Mm. I'll say I have. I don't know um, that it is um, a part of me. I think it used to. It used to be a part of me, and then the Lord had renewed me so that I was not conformed <laughs> by this world but um I I have done it um but I I don't I don't know that I would continue to do it and move forward um because I think that it like rolls into like you know a confusion in gender roles maybe you think I'm gonna be changing the oil if I just keep like pushing up on you now I'm changing the oil and you watching me do it or I'm cutting the grass and you drinking lemonade you know it's just it's just something <laughs> you know that that escalated very quickly it did but my mind it mm-hmm. does that I just feel like if I you know keep on hollering at you then you gonna forget that you are a man and I I just I want to be submissive so I will say that I have done it to answer your question I have mm-hmm. done it but I do not know that I would be continuing to do it moving forward that's solid okay that's real well that's real 
So, um, all right, so so fellas, like, have y'all been hollered at? Like, what? I'll let Corey go first. Uh, <laughs> um, yeah, yeah, I have been hollered at before. You've been hollered at before. I've been hollered. I've been hollered at. <laughs> I mean, so did it make you feel like you was less of a man? Okay, it depends on how they holler at me. So some people, you know, they might come like a lady. You know, okay. express their interest, but okay. I have been tried up like, ah, uh, just been very like straight to the point. Like, hey, I want that, and I want it right now. And I'm just oh, like, oh, uh, uh, like, uh, <laughs> 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 little want brother, what? grown man. Want right. what? Hey. Who I gotta fight out here? Hey man, some of these folks kind of fast out here. But I was like, yo, you gotta <laughs> pump your brakes a little bit. Like, okay. hey, you know, I don't even know your name, but um, wow, yeah, it's. Yeah. Was that attractive to you? No, it was a big turn off. Because mm. if you're going to do that for me and you don't know me, mm. how many other men can you do that for? Mm. Wow. So, wow. Yeah. That boy, yeah. that boy getting into it in there. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> what about you, Mr. Dante? Um, You know, to Corey's point, I feel like there's levels to it for okay. sure. I don't mind a, a lady or a woman expressing interest at all. You know, I feel mm. like on certain levels, that's attractive to me in some ways. Like, you you feel confident enough to say, hey, I'm interested in you. Now, I think where it goes too far is if you're, you know, being very forward about, okay, I want to take you on this date. I want to do this. Or, you know, just, just doing the things that I feel like, okay, you express the interest. Okay, is there a mutual interest? Cool, maybe we establish that and now mm-hmm. I take over. I have the reins and I can kind of say, okay, let's be intentional about dating. Let's do this. You know, get to know you, get to know about your spiritual beliefs, get to get to that next level. So I think there's levels to it for sure. I find that these days, and to answer the question, because I don't think I answered the question, yes, women have approached me before. A lot of them have been forward about it, like mm-hmm. to where it's just like, yo, I want you or you're going to have my kids, that type of, that, yeah, yeah wow. that type of vibe, like, yeah, that type wow. of vibe. And I'm just like, yo, you know, that's, that's just not the type of time I'm on, you know, yeah. I guess on some levels I can appreciate the confidence, but I'm mm-hmm. like, yo, rein it back a little mm-hmm. bit, like yeah. express your interest. Cool. Mm-hmm. Now let me kind of take the reins on this and, mm-hmm. and, and, and be the man in the situation, you Absolutely. know, let me drive the car. Yeah, yeah. Absolutely. And not to say that you can't drive the car, because, you know, I, I I don't believe that there are any specific rules to what each gender should or should not do. Mm-hmm. But, you know, still, let, let me have that opportunity to say, hey, let me intentionally date you. Let me plan this. Mm-hmm. Let me don't don't just come at me and be like, oh, I'm going to plan this. I'm going to do this. I'm going to have your kids. <laughs> I don't even know you. Like, I don't even know. First of all, we have to be spiritually compatible yeah. because, you know, there's a whole bunch of stuff out there these days. And, mm. you know, that's that's like super key for me, you know, and just based on my past and some of the things I've been through, I see how important putting that first is. So, yeah. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. You know what? Let's pray. Yeah. yeah. So I'm going to say, speaking Let's of spiritual speaking compatibility, of... let's all get on the same page. Right. Let's get in there. Figure out what, uh, what they used to do back then, you know? Mm. In that word. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you, Lord God, for allowing us to come together and to unite and 
for allowing us to bring this Bible to life, Lord God. I thank you for the candid conversations for the volunteers. Um, I just want to go ahead and thank you, Lord God, in advance for the things in which you are going to say through us on this podcast. Thank you, Lord, for the platform. I allow, Lord God, that um, by the end of this session that individuals are set free, um, that, you know, some people decide to make the move or, or not, you know, just allow us to bring some clarity unto those who are listening. I ask that um, those who are listening are at the very least blessed that a seed is planted. Uh, in Jesus's name we pray. Amen. 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 So, y'all, you know, there is a very special young lady in the Bible that all, I think, I want to say most of us single women, um, Christian women, especially if you fellowship at church and stuff like that, mm-hmm. we've all... Um, they try to they try to give us this title pretty pretty uh, often, you know. They want us all to be Ruth, and they yeah. want and they want us all to have Boaz's. Yeah, this, this, this. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. And um, you know something really interesting about Ruth and Boaz that we tend to completely skip over is the fact that Ruth, um, you know, she in order for her to, and Boaz to get together, she actually had to express an interest. I don't think Ruth get enough credit. You know, people talk about Ruth and they like, oh, she just was minding her business. And Boaz just came and just was like, oh, who is that? No, no, that's wrong. not what happened. <laughs> that's not what happened. You say it wrong. You know, she was definitely a woman of caliber. She had some tact to her. She was mm-hmm. busy. Mm-hmm. And I think when he saw her. He just saw a new person and was like, who is this person? I'm just inquiring about this person in my field. I ain't never seen him before. Mm-hmm. And, you know, I think it was, he, you know, he admired who she was or what she had came from. He, everything he heard about her, you know, was, um, it was like, okay, you know, okay, she's she's cool. You know, she's <laughs> velour. You know, you can be uh, in my field. So, you know, and, I, and I, I'm I'm glad that I actually got a chance to read it, and I do want to encourage others. It's only four chapters, you know, to look at it, you know, so that you can understand that it wasn't that she— Yeah, women are to, you know, mind your business and do, you know, do what you're mm-hmm. supposed to be doing, and then the man will come and he will see you. But that is not actually where um, they, you know, they fell in love. It's or not biblical. It's <laughs> when you say things like, oh— um, Ruth would just mind her business and then that's not really I, I don't think it tells the whole story so to mm-hmm. piggyback off of what you said mm-hmm. we hear often as singles currently mm-hmm. and young people in the church we hear all the time older women will come up to us and whenever the conversation girl just 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 work you, Ruth was in the in the field working just work and your Boaz gonna find you it say he who findeth a wife findeth a good thing not she who findeth a husband so just just work and focus on you and Boaz found her and you know to your point that that was not how the story went. Let's read the story because I think often it sounds good and they're using that. I'm not saying that what what these women say is invalid. Right. I think that we should, as young ladies, as young women of God, we should be focused on what God um, is doing in our life, what God has called us to do. Right. And, you know, these things shall be added, right. you know, um, seek ye first the kingdom, right. you know. Um, so there is work to be done for sure in the meantime. Um, so I agree from the perspective of focus on you, enjoy your single season, don't have your head on swivel. But to imply that Ruth 
did put no action in when you and then when you read the text and it actually says that she is the one who for honestly I would say pursued him so definitely a pursuit yeah you know and it came with her her fellowship let's just just Maybe we should up. explain to the people because there might Let's, be some people who have never okay. read this story or, okay. or who don't know. So I don't want to get too deep before we mm. double back and do it. It's due diligence. We try to be mindful of those listeners who may not, you know, be Bible thumpers per se. Maybe you didn't grow up in the church and mm. maybe or maybe you just happen to miss this one um, in the details yeah. of it. So let's let's run it back just for the sake of our, you know, our listeners and. You you are really good at retelling <laughs> stories. Let's give 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 us the quick and clean version. <laughs> <laughs> so, so Ruth was from you know Moab, um, and Moab was was a was a richer country, a lot more richer than Bethlehem. And Naomi and her husband and her two sons were from Bethlehem, but they traveled to Moab. And you know later on down the line. Um, Naomi's husband died and her two sons died, but her two sons had married Orpah and Ruth. And, you know, again, because having a man as a redeemer was really important. Back in the day, I don't think it was common for women to just be a, you, what we are now, a successful woman without a man, null and void. Okay, so, you know, when you don't have a man or when now she didn't even have any sons, it's just kind of like I'm out here in this world with like no one. Um, you know, so she decided just to, I'm just going to go back home. And I assume maybe she had like some property there because it mentioned how she would glean and come back home and bring things home to Naomi. So uh, I think, you know, she was still set up, you know, pretty okay. But, uh, you know, they were on the road and they were traveling. Naomi was like, you all have a family that you can go back to. You know, and Orpa, you know, they cried about it. And they was like, no, we don't want to leave you. And, you know, Orpa gave in and went back home. Mm -hmm. But Ruth was like, listen, I'm laying down my life for you. I'm not turning back. And, you know, your God is my God. And this is and this is this. I'm going I'm going to do this thing with you because clearly you're alone. And what kind of person would I be to leave you? You know, and you're my mother-in-law. So now, like, I have a relationship with you. They ended up, you know, going back to Bethlehem and running into Boaz, who just so happened, by the grace of God, to be a relative of Eliamalek, and that's that's Naomi's husband. So Boaz was Naomi's husband's relative, and he had a field. Naomi was like, I'm not just about to sit around here and mope. I'm going to go get us some food. You sit your little old self down, and we're going to go out, and I'm going to get food for you all. I mean, for us, she went out, you know, she got the food, and she was noticed. Hey, who is this person who was in this field? I've never seen her before. Who is it? You was know? it romantic? A romantic notice, like no. people typically say? You know what? Imply? Just like if you at work, and mm -hmm. you get a new employee, and your boss didn't tell you had somebody new, you'd be like, who is that? <laughs> you know, who is this coming up sitting in my cubicle? Like, who is this? It, it, I think I personally think it just was one of them, like, who is this? It doesn't mention that, oh, her eyes were gleaming on the sun. <laughs> it's not no Song of Solomon insert right. in there. You know, it was just kind of like, oh, who is that? You know, Genuine and question, because I, this is my field and you are you're a stranger. You're and it. you're picking up after the people you're who not are even You're not even, like, getting the real stuff. You're, right. getting, you're getting the scraps. And people had heard about her coming in, you know, and they were like, oh, hey, this is Na this is Ruth. She came here with Naomi after her husband had died. And 
that just say a lot about you, you know? So I think at that point he was impressed just with her character. It was like, okay, you know, she can she can be in my field because I know why she's doing it and I know who she is. They spoke of her loyalty to her mother-in-law as a strong, right. that they defined her. Let's, let's call out the fact that when he inquired about her, people defined her and answered the question by her character. Yes. By the things that she was doing that was good. Yes. She didn't have to say, hey, I got, you know, I, I got my, my mother-in-law and I got her, We, you know, we riding and I got her on my back and I'm doing no. this for her. And I'm do-. She didn't have to say that. People knew of her and they knew of her as that honorable young woman who was caring for her mother-in-law and she technically did not have to. And so he was impressed by her character, not by her long flowing locks, <laughs> not by her thick legs, <laughs> you know, not by her her buttered elbows. You oh, know, nothing. it wasn't nothing like that. It it was her I character, was, which is play. beautiful. Yeah, you know. Um, and and later on down the line, he was like, "Hey, come to my house." You know, he sat her down and he fed her, told her, "Hey, go back and take this back to Naomi." You know, kind and man. he was a. We kind don't. We want to make sure we get into that. Mm. Boaz just wasn't. You know. They had leaders in in Jerusalem, but they didn't really have kings. They just had kind of people to help them throughout the way. So he okay. he was he was labeled twice as an important man, um, and he was an important man. This important man sending you back with like, please, ladies, don't listen, don't let him send you. Don't go nowhere empty handed. You with him, you come back, you have some. According to Boaz, <laughs> I'm just saying he left her with a to go plate. He says he gave and her take a, it to your mama. Said, and you know what? Let me <laughs> take it to your mama. Let's take one, take some back for Nene. Naomi. Mimi. What's up? Okay. Take her back, this chicken. You know, and she did. You know, and she went back and she was excited. And Naomi was like, you know, who is like who is this? And she was like, wow, you know. For him to be a man of great caliber and also be kind and also be thoughtful was unheard of, especially in a place where your status pretty much meant you could treat people however and on top of her being a Moabite. Like they did not believe in God. They were very much sacrificed sacrificial people who sacrifice mm-hmm. virgin children you know so i hear your character but i also hear where you came from you know so I have no I'm, reason to be nice to you i don't have any reason than, to be nice to you other than i love god myself yeah you know you know so when she found out where she got the things from you know it's here the bible says that What's naomi that we're looking at roof 2 and 19 you know okay. later on down in the sentence it says blessed be the one who took notice of you wow I'm, it was it was your cousin Okay, it was your cousin who took notice of me. However, to make a long story longer, they're sitting there time at the time and they chatting. And she's like, you know what? This is why it's so important to have fellowship. You know what, girl? Who was they? Nay, who? Hmm? Who was talking? Naomi was talking to Ruth. Oh. You know, I'm sure they over here feasting in the meal, eating all kind of wheat. Okay. And she said, "Um, you know what, girl? I think you should go. I I think you should go holler at Boaz. And 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 because Ruth Ruth is not a woman of rebuttal, mm-hmm. you know, I'm not gonna argue with you. I trust you. I follow you. Yes. You told me to do something. I'm gonna do it. Shout out to air, all the women out here being obedient. Okay, Naomi said, "I this is what you do. They're gonna be feasting today. Wait till he is drunk, full, and his heart is merry. Go on up under there. Put on some perfume. Get cute." Okay. Smell good. Smell good. Brush your hair. Put the baby hair on the Baby hair. Vaseline on your lips. Okay. And go. (laughs) Ruth. And go. You know, in the middle of the night, lay at his feet. Mm -hmm. And when he wake up, let him know why you're there. 
pour your heart out. Lay at his feet. Lay at his Lay feet. Lay at his feet. Or, Lay at his feet. Wow. So I do wanna I do wanna bring this out. And I know some people are like, Lay at his feet. What does that mean? Mm-hmm. What you mean lay at his feet? Mm-hmm. So it was an Israeli custom. It was a submission. It was mm-hmm. a form of submission, like a means of requesting for someone. Usually this was between like a, a servant and their boss. This was, you know, just a form of saying, hey, you're responsible for me and mm-hmm. I submit to your leadership. Mm-hmm. And so it's been misinterpreted. I think even by us when we first read it, that this was more of a sexual type of um, act, mm-hmm. uh, to which it was not. This was actually an upstanding woman. And Naomi did not encourage Ruth to go and offer her body to this man. But what she did was a symbolic gesture while he was asleep on the threshing room floor, which she was awaiting his turn to actually thresh wheat. And so what happened was she went and laid at his feet, to which he awoke and said, oh, OK, well, I, I know what this means. You know, that's an that's an interesting gesture. And I will say for me, my motivation for laying at his feet, you know, quote unquote, was I saw him with my spiritual eye and I was able to see that he was a worthy man or, you know, I, I thought that he was worthy enough for me to lay at his feet. You saying in the past when you've expressed the interest? Yes. I mm. expressed interest in somebody because I saw him with my spiritual eye mm. and I felt like he was somebody who I wanted to be responsible for me, okay. if that makes mm-hmm. sense. Mm-hmm. So I expressed my interest. I did, like, you know, t- like Dante said earlier, I, I I jumped out there and I was like, hey, hey. And then I was like, okay. You know, it's like <laughs> I jumped out and I stepped back a little bit, you know, to see, okay, now work, work you your laid, move. You laid, then you got back up. I did. I, I was like, you. work your move. You know, <laughs> so, you know, just to kind of see, you know, how it worked out. And it worked out the way in which the Lord wanted it to. But, you mm. know, but. So that makes me question you know, based on what Dante and Corey said, you know, I think a lot of young ladies wonder where that fine line is between expressing an interest and pursuing a man. Mm-hmm. Because, you know, we've all seen women who shot their shot and it worked out. And I think that us as young ladies, especially as young ladies of integrity and, you know, who try to carry ourselves with class— um, sometimes that line is very, very thin yeah. and it's just a risk for us to even walk it. You know, we don't want to look thirsty for nothing. <laughs> you know, we like, oh, uh, hold on. I already like one picture this month. That's <laughs> my quota. I'm not going to look thirsty. Sneaking at your story. Right, 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 right. Let me peek at the story. I ain't trying to look thirsty. I ain't trying to look thirsty. It's like this brother is following 3,000 people. He did not notice that you, you know. But yeah, so we we often are very conscious, self-conscious mm-hmm. of what that looks like. Um, how do we express that interest to a point where it doesn't come off as though we are... Promiscuous. Promiscuous or giving you our affection. Like, we still want you to work, but we don't... But we want to also be, you know... Intentional. Intentional. Yeah. Because a lot mm-hmm. of guys have talked about how y'all, y'all don't always... Pick up on subtlety. That's not really y'all's thing. Yeah, I can definitely see that. Yeah. I did I did hear that you all were like emotionally, romantically ignorant. Like <laughs> I heard that. Like I heard a man say that. Yeah. Like, wow. Men are emotionally ignorant. Emotionally Man. or romantically? Both. Both. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. He got me yellow roses. Can you believe that? Ignorant. <laughs> Just. <laughs> yeah, I mean, we could be oblivious to to certain things. And I think that's why for a lot of us. I'm not going to say for all of us, but for a lot of us, we like that confirmation that, hey, I'm interested. Okay, cool. I'm interested too. 
Now let's see where we go. But I think to answer your question, Lisa, it's touchy, right? Because I think we don't even have to make this very spiritual right Mm -hmm. right now. Like I think a lot of times we seem to be attracted to people who aren't necessarily attracted to us. Mm-hmm. Have y'all ever found that? Like a yeah. lot of times we like get. the person that that don't like us. Mm-hmm. You, know, to you put want it in, what you can't have. To put, to yep. put it in plain terms, like I feel like a lot of times that's the case. So of course when that's the case, the playing field changes. Because if I'm not interested in you and you approach me, now anything you say, I'm going to shut down automatically. Mm. But if you happen to approach me and I was already interested, I was already kind of you know, having those those thoughts of okay, maybe maybe this would be maybe this can be something. Then that changes things because it's like okay, I got the confirmation. Now I can take the reins, and I'm happy to take the reins. Wow. Whereas if I'm not really interested, it's like no, I'm blocking that shot. Wow, blocking Yikes. shot shot. All right, we'll table in here. Mutombo, <laughs> blocking everything. So I think it it depends on that too. I think that plays a mm. larger role than we like to. Sometimes our pride wouldn't like us mm. to accept that because you know we we think we're lo- the most likable person in the world, right? We're like, mm. oh, everybody's gonna like me, mm. you know. So yeah. wow, well, we we don't women we we don't uh, we we don't practice. The way y'all practice with rejection, <laughs> we can't take it. So we need to be loud and clear that you like us, which is why oftentimes I think a lot of us don't shoot our shot because we really can't handle it. If men, you know, men usually be, I mean, ready to to talk. You know, if you remotely attract them, I mean, I don't, <laughs> that sounds bad, but you know, for the most part, I think as as women are not used to guys being like uh, having all these steep you know, standards. And so mm. in general, we're like, oh, dang, like, I got to be real ugly if this brother blocked me, you know, <laughs> and we can't take that. We cannot take that. But, you know, Corey, what do you think? Like, what is too much? And when it, when does it go from finesse to, like, uh, just thirst, Mm-mm. just parchment, you know? <laughs> Personally, I just feel like you have to have a class. Whenever you approach somebody, don't make it physical. Um, don't make it seem like you just want to have sex with me. Make it seem like, hey, I'm interested in you as a person. Maybe we can pursue something more. Y'all shouldn't be sexing. No way. Yes. In the kingdom of the Lord. No, I'm just playing. Let me stop. <laughs> no, I got you. But honestly, that's. I feel like it is a thin line um, with that. And just, I don't know. There's, there's beauty in the subtleness of women mm. sometimes and how we are naturally attracted to women. We're going to chase. So mm. it's like, okay, you can give me a little, you know, just give me a little confirmation. Give me a, a little sprinkle of, hey, I might be interested in you. Mm. And you can just pull that back. So that's two likes a month. <laughs> you said what? Two likes a month. No, in a, no, in no, a no, story no. watch. <laughs> you, Maybe like a, one a emoji. Five or five might be. <laughs> <laughs> like in a row or you mean right. like throughout the week, like every day? Don't comment on this picture, but you can like it. Yeah, yeah, okay. But it has to be at least three hours after he drops that photo. This is that is. That's We saw it, then we got to go back and mm-hmm. let you know. I you know, save but, it for three hours later. She's <laughs> tomorrow. On her, she's on her. Wait, own. Tomorrow, so you tomorrow. look at the photo? Maybe scroll past. Maybe and say, okay, set Maybe. my timer real quick, 
and then go back on the app and like it. Possibly, maybe. If you wow, have had we might a delay, podcast about that right there. <laughs> yeah. <this track. laughs> if you have had a delay, like from Alisa, she like you. That's not, yo. <laughs> I'm gonna tell the world. No, man. Oh, hey, yo. This, this <laughs> algorithm. <laughs> nah, it's the algorithm. Do not. Hey, listen. Don't yeah, you have people well, in my no. DMs? I'm, I sent you like my picture seven hours after seven. <laughs> you like me a lot. If the Lord called you to do it, brother, you should do it. You haven't been watching my story like that. What that means? Please interact it. Watch one and let the others just. That's crazy. I'm kidding. I'm not. Well, I think it has a lot to do with personality. True. Right? Yeah. I, my personality is I might walk up on you because I like the way you got this velvet do-rag wrapped around your forehead. And I don't know if anybody told you, brother, but it's going to look good when you take it off because it ain't going to be no wrinkles on your forehead. Like, sometimes you just need <laughs> to hear that. That Stuff like that is me shooting my shot, but this was before I was saved. Now, I don't want to... You know, I don't want to misinterpret and uh, confuse compliments mm. with kind of lustful intent. Corey, we not even just a Christian podcast. We ain't talking about no lust. Talking about what lust. is you talking about? <laughs> I'm talking about the way that people How are. How about approach. interest? What about you? That's flying? what I'm saying. That's what but I'm saying. It, I don't want okay, to confuse you throwing out a compliment right. with you approaching somebody, you know, wrong. Right. Like Dang, a compliment boy, that, is cool. Yeah. My compliments cool. are yeah. me flirting though. Yeah, okay. No, no, I like definitely I understand. Flirt yeah, flirting is I'm sure how you just did that was was very tasteful too. Okay. Very tasteful. You know what I'm saying? Like I would have been like, okay. Cool, yeah. Yeah. Said, y'all wouldn't have did nothing with that <laughs> exactly. because so that's it never where I was works. going. Well, that's why I was going is y'all just be like, <laughs> we, I don't need. I have to just like throw stuff out because men are just not even like walking up on people no more. I mean, yeah. I imagine Boaz, bro. How many months I've been out here in this field? You ain't said nothing yet. Like I know they on <laughs> me was like, I know you see this girl. You know what? See, it's <laughs> go holler at him because what is this dude's problem? And sometimes I think now, even twenty twenty, we just feel like. Do I gotta holler at you? Like, with like, I firmly believe guys, guys will be at a kickback or at a party or an event and standing on the wall the whole time just to go home and get on Twitter. I mean, or Tinder or yeah. or Instagram or whatever. Bumble, we know about Bumble. Bumble. Look, we know about They'll get on something. You know what I'm saying? And I yeah. and I remember the last event that I was at. You know, um, it was like a '90s party or something. It was cool. It was a vibe. But you know, wasn't nobody vibing with each other. It was just like, <laughs> you know, it felt like a middle school dance. And I'm like, look at all these people, and we good looking people, you know. Mm. Um, but nobody was talking to nobody, and you could tell that the people who were interacting and dancing and talking, they, they were people who came there together. And I was like, dang, mm. you know, this is just so interesting to me. And I don't know if it's a fear that you guys have developed over time of, of you know, not wanting to Mm. Come off too strong or trying to be, you know, mindful of, oh, this young woman could be with somebody, any of these dudes. I would, like, be that, I would like, like one yeah. of y'all to answer that. Why y'all well, ain't, ain't walking up no more? Yeah. So <laughs> there's something that happened in our generation, right, where especially with social media, mm -hmm. where if you were to approach or comment on a woman or, or, or go in her DM or whatever, she might post, oh, these dudes be so thirsty. <laughs> oh, <laughs> or, or you walk up to her at a party, she give you the stank face, you know. Um, and I think that's kind of scarred a lot of us without us even realizing it, where we're like, mm, if, if I'm not sure 
she's interested, I'm going to just leave that alone. You know, mm. I'm going to just leave that alone because it's like, it's become super touchy. You know, it's become super touchy. And I think it still comes back down to, is there that mutual interest, you know? Mm. Um, and I feel like we we find comfort in knowing that, okay, she's interested. I know that I'm interested. Now I can take that next step and be a little bit more out there because I'm not just putting myself out there without knowing, you know, how she's going to really react. Because, I mean, there's a, a lot of women aren't aren't y'all, you know what I'm saying? I feel like y'all are very oh, graceful. You. That is a you know, quite a compliment. Y'all are very yeah, honest, you know. So if y'all aren't interested, y'all will say that in a very constructive way and not in a demeaning way. That's there's a lot of women out there that can't wait to tell you about yourself. You know? yeah. um, no, you yeah. was ugly. Yeah. No. So, why would you ever come over here? Who told you to do that? They'll have your screenshot up on Twitter. Man, what? Oh no. <laughs> That's y'all don't ladies don't do that. What's wrong with you? I you Be know cool. I, I would really I I enjoy the walk up on you mystery. Do you issue? What is she gonna say? See, in there there's a little rush in that. Like it's a little thrill. Mm-hmm. Like you don't know if mm-hmm. okay. This could go well, or at the same time, this could go wrong. Mm. And just to piggyback um, on what Dante said, I feel like social media really has a big part to play with that. Because mm. I know for my generation, I mean, we've grown up on social media at this point. So, What's people, your generation? Oh, poor little Ting Ting. Uh, I think we like Generation X. <laughs> no, nah, you don't want after that. Boy, you, oh, I'm Z? <laughs> oh, excuse me. Well, I'm Generation 99 Z. 99 in the house. Just yeah, made the cut off. Yeah. 90s baby. Yeah. Boy, you was a you, were like, you was a 90s infant. Hey, you were like, you had four months in the game. Three, hey, three months in a look week. At, look at him in there. Look at look at him trying to claim us. <laughs> look at him trying yeah. to claim us. Hey, <laughs> 90s baby. Oh, I stepped foot in the 90s now. I'm just tell you, you didn't step foot at all. You couldn't walk. I made the cut though. He could not walk until 2000. Topic for another. So I get what you all are saying is you you wouldn't take. Would you take women like less serious based on her approach? Um, not intentionally, but oh, sometimes, wow. sometimes you know, subconsciously, if I feel like you tried me up like somebody on the street and you did not come, like I feel like a lady would, you know, somebody that I'm attracted to. This mm-hmm. is my preference as well. So, mm-hmm. um, if I feel like you were not a lady or you weren't classy whenever you approached me. Mm-hmm. Sometimes, like I said, in the back of my head, I'm going to think of, wow, if you can catcall me, you're going to catcall all these guys out here, too. Wow. So, I got it. What what's the you? significance? Well, there was one thing that Corey said earlier that I felt like was so important to bring back up was when he was talking about just the sexual approach. Mm-hmm. You know, I feel like there's this misconception that that's what we want. Mm-hmm. And maybe there's a large percentage of us who do, mm-hmm. you that know, but there are some wholesome men out here where th- that's like, you know, what I'm saying like that's a real turnoff. Now, we're human. I'm mm-hmm. not going to say we don't feel those things, but don't approach us like that. <laughs> like mm-hmm. the same way you would feel if a man was to approach you on the street very sexual, real touchy-touchy, grabby-grabby. Mm. Like, a large percentage of us feel that also, you know, wow. whether it be in the DMs or industries, because, mm-hmm. I mean, the same energy is there regardless. So I feel like that's an automatic red flag for me because, to Corey's point, all I'm thinking is, well, how many people do you approach like this? Like, wow. you know, mm-hmm. if 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 you don't hold yourself to a certain level or a certain standard, you know, when you're with me, if we're going through a bad time, if things are a little rocky... 
what's to stop you from, you know, doing the same thing as somebody else because you don't have certain standards for yourself. Right. So you could be misled in all types of ways. You know what I'm saying? So, mm. yeah. That's, that's, you know, that's deep. And I think one thing that I think is super, super important about y'all's input is realizing guys are human too. And I think oh, that forgot. when we, well, I think that sometimes <laughs> we, we're so used to them doing the chasing and being so forward and being so confident and, you know, and just, we don't think about how we turn them down. We don't think about them having mm, feelings. We yeah. don't think about the fact that they need reassurance too. We just think, oh, okay, well, if he like me, he gonna let me know. And I just had the chance to tell him yes or no. They don't need no reassurance. If a, if a man really wants you, he gonna go after you. That's what I've always heard. Mm. And to hear that you all really would like a little bit of reassurance because nobody wants to be rejected. I think that that is a, a really important takeaway um, yeah. for sure. Um, but, you know, it's funny because as y'all were talking about physical, it being really physical with certain approaches, and Sierra mentioned how she misses a, that walk up, how you doing, hey, beautiful. I actually— well, well, it's not that I—it's it's, no—I I won't say that I um, don't miss it, but I will say that I have typically been less likely to give my number out if you just walk up on me. Because in my mind, I usually say, well, you don't know anything about me. All you know is that I'm, I'm fine or I'm cute. And there's not very much substance there that I've done nothing— to, you know, earn you wanting to get to know me better, nothing but be physically attractive. And if I'm not offering my body to you, you know what I mean? That's not what I what I lead with or that's not my prized possession. Then, you know, that approach to me is not, it's, it's kind of shallow. You know, I, I think I'm more likely, personally, I'm more likely to um, give someone my number after a conversation. You know what I mean? After I, you know, chatted with you, I made you laugh and I'm, I'm like, oh, okay, so, you know, he wants to get to know me better or talk to me longer because of something that I value most, which is my personality or mm -hmm. my humor. You know what I mean? Or because I'm, a, you know, a woman of substance and our conversation was substantial. So for me, I, you know, when I get hollered at out in public or whatever, and it's just like, oh, hey, how you doing? You fine? Set to the same point you guys made. I just feel like, yeah, well, you know, I'm fine. I I, I agree with you. <laughs> However, um, I'm sure that when I leave, you're going to see a couple more fine people as well. And if that's your only standard of hollering mm, at women, right. you be, I mean, I'm going to be one of what, 12 exactly. today, 14? Like, so I guess that just doesn't make me feel special if you don't know nothing about me other than the fact that, you know, I'm pleasing to your eye. It's the walk up for me. Just the fact that you had enough courage to walk up on me, you know, I mean, I... Is it courage or is it practice, though? Well, Because some think, people, they're com comfortable well, because you can they tell, do it often. Well, you can tell the ones that are just comfortable. Yeah. You just come up on me laying down. Da -da 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 -woo -woo. Um, hey, girl, you want to go out? Nah, oh, cool. That's yeah, all right. Bye. Yeah, no, but I mean, you I think anyway. it's... <laughs> they kill me with that. You ugly anyway. Oh, that. I wasn't <laughs> ugly five seconds ago. That's interesting how... <laughs> See, I don't like when people do that. Yeah, that's I don't like love. just because you're rejected mm -hmm. and you feel hurt, you got to throw out, you know... You dodge a bullet. I mean, yeah, basically, I reject, you're not going to try to... I reject people pretty that, gracefully. Like, I've mm -hmm. had people, you know, walk up on me with the, oh, you fine, with the, what, what's your name? I give them my alias, you know, and then we might kiki high. I have <laughs> an alias. Don't give her oh, not, the pseudonym, not the pseudonym. <laughs> nah. Yeah. And, you know, and then I, gi I give them my number, they text me, and I block them. But <laughs> we... 
But it was it was like a graceful rejection. I don't want you to leave. You from blocked here thinking, them. But I don't want you to leave from around me thinking that oh I I'll never do that again right. because I got rejected. Right. Like I don't want to be the person that okay, got I, you I shot shot your ego out. I, I agree. You know. I agree. Um, you're just not the one for me, and that's fine because yeah. keep on doing it, brother, and you'll find some. I yeah. agree. I, I definitely am always very considerate of the fact that it takes it takes guts to yeah. approach. Um, I had heard a guy uh, mention that before, but I also heard somebody um, say that they had a friend who grew up going to dances every single Friday. Um, and they said that um, his friend was just really... It was, like, second nature for him to holler at a girl that he was interested in. But for mm-hmm. him, it, personally, it was a little bit more difficult. And he realized, you know, it was more difficult and it took more out of him because he didn't have the same practice his friend had. Mm-hmm. And so um, considering that, too, it's just, like, it helps. It, I think it helps us to just assess, like, okay— are you, you know, doing this because this is what you do? Or is this a big moment for you? And like you said, reading body language is really important. I definitely don't agree with just being disrespectful and rejecting somebody. The fact that someone, you know, is interested in you, I think should should never be taken for granted. You know, I think you can be kind, ladies, and guys too, you know. But most of the time, guys tend to be pretty, you know, nice because y'all are just innately afraid of our emotions for some reason but um but yeah all that you know i don't know someone be having girlfriends and boyfriends uh, um <clears throat> another podcast wow <laughs> <laughs> i'm true i mean what's up Corey? oh just to interject on the practice versus the courage mm-hmm. um i feel like if you have courage, you're going to try to talk to whoever you're attracted to regardless. Mm-hmm. If you have practice, of course, it's just like second nature. But, I mean, honestly, I feel like, like what you said, I understand where you're coming from with mm-hmm. the courage part about that. So mm-hmm. I just wanted to drop that in there. Yeah, so well, why you got the mic? The mic. You, do you think like energy levels, the energy effort is different uh, when it comes to who approached who? Um, I feel like the person who's approaching is always going to have a little bit more energy. Oh, um, wow. Okay. okay. I mean, but that's just through my the whole opinion. the whole ordeal. No, 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 not through the. Old. But that's what I'm saying. Like through the whole, you know, who should have the most energy, the approacher or the approachette? <laughs> Pro- <laughs> Pro- wow. <laughs> wow. The approachette. <laughs> Honestly, I don't think there's like a straightforward answer to that. I think the energy should constantly shift. Mm. Um, if y'all are mutually interested in each other, then mm. both of y'all should have good energy. Y'all should match each other's energy. Mm-hmm. But normally, what I have found in my experience, is that the person who is chasing mm-hmm. is the one who has a lot of energy normally because they're trying to get your attention. They're trying mm-hmm. to impress you. Yeah, can I comment on that? Yeah, sure. Please. Um, so, and and I do want us to get back to, to the word because I'm curious to see the connections here and the process in mm-hmm. the story. But one thing I'll say to Corey's point, it's always been hard for me when I approach a woman and my energy isn't met because mm. immediately I feel like okay she's not interested and I'm gonna leave that alone you know so I feel like for me it just has to flow from both sides like if I express I'm interested you know and you you're, you're interested I want to see that energy because if you're not, I'm going to automatically assume that you're not interested and I'm going to pull back. And on the flip side of things, where I feel some women get a little forward is that that energy isn't reciprocated. 
but they might keep pushing, you know, mm. and 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 that tends to turn us off even more because wow. it's like, okay, uh, I clearly, <laughs> in the best way, in the most constructive way, tried to, you know, show this girl or tell this girl, hey, I'm not interested, whatever the case may be. And she keeps pushing. She keeps saying, oh, my God, you're so fine. Oh, my God, I want to have your babies. Oh, my God, X, Y, Z. And, you know, it's and it's it's so crazy how I know y'all we're laughing about it right now, but that's become so common. You know, that's become so common. And I feel like we just have to be wise. You know, we just have to be wise on both ends and seeing, OK, I've expressed my interest. Cool. You know, this person has expressed interest or have shown that they're interested Okay, let's let's move forward from here and let's become this mutual, I guess, ball of interest, for lack of a better <laughs> term, um, and and see where it goes, and of course have a spiritual perspective to it, to which I want us to to kind of get into for sure. Yeah, I'm just impressed. That, I, I'm I'm floored that women really out here offering a uterus as a sacrifice. You know, like. Well, that, I think it's uncommon amazing. for us because it's not like in like. Our friends aren't doing it. You know what I mean? Like, he's like, oh, it's good, man. I didn't know it was good. You didn't know it was good men out here until you met a good man. You yeah, know our what friends, mean? we sit at restaurants being like, let's not make eye contact first. You know, let him look at me and think I'm fine. Like, girl, he looking, I, he looking. Right, right, right. To the left, six o'clock. I ain't going to tell him he's fine until we married for five years. All right, that's wow. the plan. <laughs> yeah, why I must I be like that? Why must I? Nothing but the dog in me. Like, the dog, <laughs> the dog must chase the cat. <laughs> no, but Dante, you said you wanted to get it to a spirit. You said you wanted to see how it correlated well with the- yeah because we were talking about Ruth right and, yeah. and I know we kind of you know got into the conversation but I guess mm-hmm. I just wanted us to get back to that because I was curious mm-hmm. while Corey was talking and I think while you were talking to Elisa what's the real process here as it relates to approaching someone you know mm-hmm. what's the real process and what does the story of Ruth say about that because I feel like there is a process, right? There is a process Mm -hmm. to this. And there is, I don't want to say a right way to do this, but a spiritual perspective on how we do this. So I was curious about that. I'll use me, for Mm -hmm. example, because I will say that I felt like the Lord had revealed something to me about someone, Mm -hmm. um, a a God-fearing man. And I... I felt like I was not giving off the energy that would have him to pursue me. I felt like maybe I looked like I was in a relationship or I was acting as if I weren't interested. So um, I took it upon myself, you know, after reading Ruth, I read Ruth. I was like, ooh, this going to be me. Um, but, you know, I read it just to see if a woman could make the first move, it, whether or not it was biblical for a woman to say something. I remember talking to my Nana about it and God rest her soul. And my Nana just like flipped the script like, I know you didn't go and talk. To da, 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 da. And it was like, oh, Nana, that's not what we're supposed to be doing. You know, and I think women, we always hear, oh, your Boaz is on the way. Let Boaz talk to you. Let Boaz come to you. When, when in fact, that's not biblical. Mm. She saw a man who was worthy of, you know, of worthy of like being submitted to. And as scripture tells us, Bible tells women to be submissive. Mm-hmm. That was her act of submission, was to lay down at a responsible man's feet to say, hey, can you be responsible for me? You're very much worthy, and I just want you to be my man. Kind of, It was almost just kind of like, can you be my man, please? <laughs> you know, and um, that's, I mean, that's how I, that's kind of where I got it from. That's why I did it. I feel like in right. modern term, that's kind of where she was coming from. Yeah, and, you know, Ruth's interest 
in Boaz at that time, it was not outlined that it was a strong romantic connection. It, there was a need that needed to be met. Mm-hmm. And at that time, widows were typically beggars, you know, and so they really usually were very poor people. And so if you didn't have someone redeem you, you were going to be living a really tough, hard life. Um, and so to Sierra's point, you know, she was asking to be covered, you know, mm-hmm. by this man. But biblically, there's a number of of different scenarios how people met their spouses. Mm-hmm. Um, you had one where a servant w- went out and yeah. found a, a wife that for his for his master. Mm-hmm. You know, you and and all of these are just quite different. You had where a young man worked tirelessly mm-hmm. <laughs> for the woman he desired. Like he was like, oh, that's the one I want, you mm-hmm. know. Um, um, and was tricked and still had to work another seven years to get the woman he wanted. So you see a number of different, I would say, setups and processes right. to answer your question. Right. And I think that how we apply this is we just have to really be spirit. Like we have to pray in it through. Be in the spirit. Yeah. Yes, because here in Proverbs, Proverbs 18 and 22, which is famous, you know, he who finds a wife finds a good thing and obtains favor from the Lord. Mm-hmm. He who finds a worthy occasion capable woman to mm-hmm. be his wife. You know, that that wasn't so much as speaking to one way of meeting, um, but it was more so speaking to God's um, favor over mm-hmm. a married couple, you mm-hmm. know, and how marriage is good. It's a good thing. It's it God-ordained and created. Mm-hmm. And so, you know, in terms of process, when you see Ruth, her process was more of a cultural-based process mm-hmm. because it wasn't driven by just pure romantic interest. It wasn't driven by, you know, lust. It was more of like a cultural—you're seeing a number of cultural practices, and they and that was the best, most moral way in which they could address the situation. <laughs> Um, But I think that, you know, oftentimes hearing he who finds a wife finds a good thing tends to put a little bit of pressure on guys, I think, to to find. So what do you you guys think? Like when y'all hear that, what what goes to y'all's mind? Oh, that's a great question. I guess I just look at the fact that God is most pleased when— we make that ultimate union, right? Because Ooh. when what happened? That, that boy, was you good. Come on, come on, Bible brother. You have oh, yeah, oh, yeah, that statement ulti- happened. Yeah, yeah, the ultimate union. So <laughs> I feel like you know there are a lot of things that pleases God, right? Mm. But I feel like that is probably one of the most pleasing things because two people have a line to fulfill His purpose. Wow, mm. you know, which we know that that's strength. You know, because you could be out here. You could do God's will and be out here fulfilling his purpose on your own. But when two people align and are fulfilling his purpose, you are almost unbreakable as Mm. far as there's nothing that can stop you unless you stop you from fulfilling God's purpose. Mm. That's good. You know, um, so yeah. That's 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 good. Honestly, to piggyback on what he said, um, I know there's a verse in the Bible that says two is better than one. Um, And so I know that whenever a man and a woman comes together— just kind of like what Dante said, instead of there's one person who has to tackle this task, mm-hmm. you have a helpmate right here. Come on. So your chances of success are significantly heightened. You know, it's increased more. So I think it's just a beautiful process. 
Wow, no matter who do what, no matter she lay at your feet or if you rubbing hers. What oil? Wow, y'all specific up in here. <laughs> oh, that's cool. The verse that Corey mentioned um, was absolutely right. It was Ecclesiastes 4 and 9 that says, Two people are better off than one, for they can help each other succeed. If one person falls, the other can reach out and help. But someone who falls alone is in real trouble. Likewise, two people lying close together can keep each other warm. Mm. But how can one be warm alone? A person standing alone can be attacked in defeated, but two can stand back to back and conquer. Three are even better for a triple braided cord is not easily broken. Mm -hmm. So, you know, in terms of relationships, that third person should be God, you know, Mm -hmm. up in the middle of that. And um, that should be be the clear. That third person should be God. God, not just. You got to be clear these days. (laughs) Absolutely. Right, right, right. Not a throuple. We ain't talking about no throuples. No. And and, and, you know, what's interesting is that the book of Ruth never mentioned that God, it never mentioned God. Hmm. They never mentioned God, you know, but we know that it was God ordained because through Ruth and Boaz, that is the lineage to Jesus Christ. Mm -hmm. So, yes, definitely let that third person be the Lord. Right. I forgot who said this, but um, they said like in a marriage says it's you and of course your spouse and then God is in the middle. And it's almost like a triangle. So Mm. imagine, you know, that sound like ministers, minister guy. Yeah, I really do think it was Skipper. Skipper. <laughs> <laughs> he told me that actually. But yeah, so y'all are kind of the two um, bottom points of the triangle. God is the top point of the triangle, and basically, when y'all focus on God, mm. He brings you Everybody closer together. together. Yes, yeah. the closer so, you get to and, God, and then and you get closer to Him because that triangle is going to do this, right? Yeah, absolutely. That's so yeah. good. So that is the ultimate goal: is to be married, right, to a man or to a woman that in which God need you to be with you can't i don't think that we can just be laying at no anybody's feet and i don't know that we can just be taking advance advances from just mm-hmm. no anybody you right. know what i mean boaz was not quick to move he was like yeah you fine and i know what you're doing but let me go talk to somebody else because technically i'm not supposed to be your man right um you know so yes yeah, shout out to all the responsible men men who are not hasty Yes. Yeah. So is wisdom. <laughs> That's so important. That's so Absolutely. important. You know, there is purpose. And when God aligns a relationship, it's for a purpose. That's right. our purpose be here on the earth is not to be married. That's not our ultimate purpose because right. we're not even going to be married in heaven, which tells us that that is simply an earthly ministry. Mm-hmm. Um, and so... Because God is purposeful in everything he does, it is really, really important that even the pursuers are prayerful and mindful and are thoughtful um, and making sure that you are also led by God because um, you have the same power to pray for God's help with discerning the young lady, mm. you know, because I understand y'all have a mm. lot of options out here. We talk mm-hmm. about that all the time. Y'all mm-hmm. got all these options. Um, and so I would say for, for you guys, it's even more, you know, important for you to be prayerful because yeah. to sift through, you know, all of these billboards, I will say walking billboards mm. out here, you know, um, God does have an intention for all of us. He right. knows the plans for our lives. And so, you know, I think that navigating that dating pool and figuring out who exactly you should be pursuing in the midst of, you know, all these young ladies you're meeting are coming across and being in the position that some people would consider a power of the upper hand because you would be initiating most times. Um, you know, it's just super important to make sure that you're prayerful so that God can, can lead you in the direction that He would have for you to go in. Well, you know what? 
This was really good. This was awesome. Yeah. This was, yeah. This was really it. good. He said, I enjoyed it. <laughs> well, thank you, brother. Thank you, brother. Thank you. Our first show. guest of the podcast. We are so happy to have you guys. Thank you. Well, I'm Sierra. And I'm Elisa. I'm Corey. And I'm Dante. And this is how you navigate, navigate with, with faith. faith. Thank you for listening to the Navigate with Faith podcast. We want to give a special thank you to Dante Hodge, our executive producer and editor. And thank you to the Pigment Playground for designing our show artwork and graphics. Music by Turn Me Up J-Cav. This episode was recorded at Listen Up Audio in Atlanta, Georgia. Subscribe to the Navigate with Faith podcast on your favorite platform. And follow us on social media at Navigate with Faith on Instagram and Facebook and Navigate W Faith on Twitter.